the Chinese year of the black milkshake. Welcome to Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast with me, Jorma Kirko, and him, Ray Mack. And we're back from our holidays and we're down in our local juicer, James Joyce, our sponsor, Sipping Scoops of Intoxication. Great to be back, Jimmy. Indeed, it is. Chin, chin. Chin, chin. Cheers. And also, I've also got myself a dram, a smidgen of whiskey to go with a black milkshake. I'm still in summer holiday mood and on gin and tonic. Um, so there we go. Or a pint of gin and tonic. Gin and tonic, anyway, whatever it is. <laughs> okay, we are on Grow Radio UK every Friday and every Wednesday at 8pm UK time. Why not tune in to uh, Grow Radio? Uh, they're in podcast 24-7 on any topic that you could imagine. Uh, even tantric sex, of all things. My name's Morgan Freeman. You may have seen me in a movie or two over the years. I always play the black fella even when you don't need one in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I was on Spotify a few weeks back and found Black Milkshake Comedy Pubcast. I laughed like I'd never laughed before when Dr. Brutus Himmler made Yorma stick the lie detector up Ray's ass. I listen to the Pubcast every week and catch up on all their old shows from 2022 on Grow Radio on the internet every Friday and Wednesday at 8 p.m. UK time. Remember, if you live a life of make-believe, your life isn't worth anything until you do something that does challenge your reality. So follow the Black Milkshake Boys and tell all your friends every Friday. Got that? On this week's show, the first show where we're back together properly again after the summer, we've got a show fuller than a tick on a tampon. So well, you're awful, Jimmy. <laughs> Um, and we've got Hansi with August birthday horoscopes. He's uh, still on a bit of a high after um, his presenting performance last week. And and Shakers, a world exclusive and rather testy interview. Not tasty, testy interview mm. with Hollywood star Tom Bruce, who will actually be talking to Logan Bogan later about filming in Istanbul, flying annoying women in aeroplanes and, of course, being a psychologist. Yep, there we go. Can't wait for that one. Um, so, Ray, uh, first time we've seen each other since the holiday. How did, you, how did your trip go? Oh, well, it's nice to have you back in front of me, Jimmy. Again, chin chin. Welcome back. Cheers. Happy holiday. Yeah, uh, firstly, Jimmy, well, I had two weeks with uh, Little Red in... Uh-huh. The old Irish Himmer alive. First stop, Jimmy, was the home of the Black Milkshake, St. James's Gate. Fabulous tour, Jimmy. And you need at least three hours to get around. Incredible experience. Aaron absolutely loved it, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Have you been there? Yeah. I, I went there several years ago, and to be honest, I thought it was crap. Uh- <laughs> well, it's changed a lot. Oh, well, I thought it, it really? was absolutely incredible. An experience of a lifetime. Aaron was actually pissed off at me because uh, we had a driver waiting outside for us. He, he said an hour and a half would be enough. Mm-hmm. You need three to four hours. Aaron wanted longer, so he wasn't happy about that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we stayed one day, one night in Dublin, and next day uh, we were back in the Wild West. Rugged and absolutely jaw-dropping, Jimmy, as you know, the west of Ireland. Cross Malina was the oh. first on the list, Jimmy. Had a lovely chin wag. And a mug of tea. With the boys at Hackett. Hackett Technology. They said they loved Jimmy. Great. All the best to Jimmy, yeah. And Bell Mullet, two nights, you know, my favourite pub, McDonald's. Uh-huh. 
sounds like McDonald's. It's actually pronounced like that. Fabulous restaurants and the finest people you could ever meet. But the big one for me, Jimmy, was Kong, C-O-N-G. Beautiful, beautiful scenic village, Jimmy, uh, in the west of Ireland. Have you heard of Kong? Uh, I think I've heard of the fish. (laughs) And the the donkey. (laughs) (laughs) Kong, Jimmy, was where they filmed the uh, classic pivotal movie, John Wayne and Maureen O'Hara, The Quiet Man. Oh, right. I did not know that. Oh, it's absolutely fabulous. Had a lovely time there and had myself uh, soup. What do you call that soup again? Mulligatawny. No, not a mulligatawny. There's fish in it. Yeah, oh, oh uh, gazpacho. No, chowder. Yeah, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Just, just before I said cream of tomato. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Jimmy. Uh, Aaron was also there for one week in Ballina uh, for the uh, summer football academy thingy he finished a week got his prizes and he had a fabulous time he met granny mary of course after five years met up uh jimmy with paul McAdon, paul egan uh, an avid listener and a great friend of mine i hadn't seen him for about 30 years we did a little bit of a pub crawl scoops of intoxication black milkshakes of course and also met up with some other avid listeners pauline weir lackey kathy padden and Co had an absolutely fabulous time, Jimmy. Oh, su- superb. Um, well, we had a, a mad two weeks, really. I'm not going to talk about the last week. It was too mad for words. But uh, before that, it was extremely nice. We had we had a few days in Scotland. Uh, also went down to uh, the Lake District in the northwest of England. Um, if anybody's never been to the Lake District, it's absolutely stunning. And we went on a, a kind of... Uh, pilgrimage to try to find Uncle Monty's cottage from Withnail and I, and God, you wouldn't believe how remote it is, Ray. You know, you, mm. you, you get off the motorway and you think, well, oh, Penrith, I'm nearly here. Uh, we ended up driving an hour and a half following Google Maps, and then suddenly we just end up in the middle of this field and uh, get nearly get hit by a tractor. And I'm dying to say, um, are you the farmer? <laughs> At that point, but we were in a bit of a hurry because we had to get the car back to Edinburgh mm. later, later that day. But it would have involved driving down a private road and I didn't really fancy doing that there, but it was that was lovely. And then of course, mm. I, I was over in Ireland as well, uh, staying with our um, excellent friend, Jonathan McDonough. And that was really nice. We had four days with him. Uh, had a day with your old pal, uh, Jeff Maguire, as well. Actually, and I was going to say that. that. Uh, I met Jeff uh, for breakfast only because he was... Um, I know, he told me. He, very, said, you were, he said you wouldn't sit still. You were walking around taking selfies the whole time. <laughs> well, it was, it was it selfies, though? But, oh, he did. <laughs> and, I, well, and what's more, I believe him as well. Well, it was selfies, my bollocks. I was taking lots and lots of photos. That's the whole idea about your holiday. Treasure them uh-huh. and look back on them. I don't know about you gobshites, how you go on holidays. Anyway, Jeff, <laughs> big up. Had a nice time with you. I heard you had an extremely good time with old Jimster. Yes, we did. We, had, we, had, we sank a few pints, it has to be said. And I, what, what, was, what was very amusing about that was uh, we're in this pub in Galway. And uh, we, we realised it's getting pretty close to. It was during the races. So, I mean, it was uh, really Galway races, uh, races, uh, not racists. And um, of course, the you know the town was jam packed, and we realised it was about time to get home. And Jeff 
suddenly realized he didn't have any beer left at home. Isn't it, though? One of the most fabulous, gorgeous, most beautiful cities oh, in yeah, Ireland. It's, it's absolutely lovely, yeah. It's great. But we get back to Jeff's place, and, um, and then he, he knows he's not got any beer, but he starts to realize that possibly there are other bits of booze in the house. So, <laughs> Yeah, you were telling me we, this. <laughs> we, we were raiding his cupboards, and of course Jeff's partner's um, Slovakian. So we were picking all these bottles out of the uh, out of the cupboards. And I don't know what, some of them might have been olive oil leaf. But you know, <laughs> in the middle of the night, after several pints of black milkshake, we're using Google Translate to try and work out what's in the bottles. <laughs> So, so, so that like was good, yeah. that was great fun, and we had a, a great time with Jonathan as well. That's uh, the makings yeah. of a good night, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Unfortunately, and amazingly, uh, didn't have anything of a sesh with with Jonathan. You know, like we used to, because mm. I contracted uh, food poisoning a uh, day before we arrived, or two days before. My old friend Michael McCluskey came to stay with us in Scotland, and I think about two hours. Which after part of the uh, country was that? That was in Wick. What was that? Wexford? No. I'm talking about Scotland now. No, no, no. Uh, John, uh, Johnny's place. He lives on the border of uh, Leash and Offaly. He's actually in Leash, but it's in um, it's kind of a village just outside Port Arlington, which is in both Leash and Offaly. But yeah, I ended up having food poisoning um, for a bit of a dodgy Chinese. Uh. Jeff Maguire has told me that it was because of the rice the day after, and he's, he's quite probably right. But I didn't learn my lesson, as he knows, because I had another one a few days later. But He watch. usually is right, or he likes yeah. to be right. He wants to be right. <laughs> yeah, so we've, we've been back. Uh, I think we've been back for about a day and a half now. And, of course, um, I, I've just actually been working on the MILF machine all day. The MILF machine, my great new vehicle. If you look on uh, Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast Facebook page, post from Thursday. Day, you'll see my wheels, and I've put I've put the car stickers on, Ray. I've I got saw the, it. I saw it. I'm on both sides. Yeah, front and yeah, back. No, I, love no. the, I love the color. Front, back, and sides. It's got. Front, I've back got. Sides. There are four stickers on it now, but unfortunately, whilst we were away, I allowed Honzi to drive it. And true story, um, Honzi got chased by a pack of wild dogs and um, <laughs> accidentally ended up turning the thing over. And uh, well, Honzi has some quite serious uh, wounds and injuries, but today I went over with our friend Amr to uh, to Sarrier, just to the town up the road in the MILF machine, to try to get uh, a few things sorted out. It's working. It. it is working again, but uh, we've got no mirrors on it at the minute, so you need somebody yeah. sitting in the back uh, to act as a mirror. And if you've seen, you've not seen it yet uh, physically, Ray, but it is a struggle for a guy well, yeah, who's I was six foot you. tall to sit in the back. But Amr managed it today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been been dying to ask you uh, the, uh, the size, actually. Okay, but I mean, it must be some crack yourself <laughs> and herself, the better half. Inside oh, there. she's you must only be having some giggles. Yeah, but, uh, she's only been in it once. I think she's a bit scared of it. Yeah. But just to, if you can't imagine what it looks like, it's this beautiful red cockpit, and it's actually the height of a normal car. But it's pretty much it's got scooter handlebars, but it's got a seat, and it's got a back seat on it as well, which you can use to carry your shopping on. But what what you do if you have a passenger in the back, which obviously means you can't carry any luggage, they have a nice comfortable seat, but it means that their legs are in effect they're straddling you from behind in a in a non-rude way so their legs are down the side of it but it's fully enclosed it's got uh it's got two gears fast and slow and it's even got reverse so i think really we could 
almost certainly call it a three a three gear car but it's yeah my absolute pride and joy and of course everywhere i go uh people will see the black milkshake comedy podcast vehicle the milf machine and it's got a qr code on it as well if i get scanned by the police for speeding <laughs> they, <laughs> so that's they're going it. to automatically tune into our show <laughs> <laughs> front back and sides yeah like something my barber would say Yes, huh? exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Good skills, good skills, and good luck to that, Jimmy. Happy driving. Yeah, thank you very and much. And down that hill. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready, Jimmy, for true or false? Hopefully Up you'll do it. a better job than Hansi did last week. No, sorry, Hansi, you were brilliant. Ah, <laughs> go on. Celebrity In theory, Jimster, our show is blessed that you met Morgan Freeman actually mm-hmm. a couple of months back, mm-hmm. and you partook in scoops of intoxication until the early wee hours, mm-hmm. and you persuaded him, I don't know how you did it, you bollocks, a narrative piece about the Black Milkshake Boys that we regularly use on the show. Yeah, that's right. He's, he's a nice guy, actually. I'm sure he is. It's actually to do with the first question of true or false. Is it really? I will sure. say I will say this though, just before you do it, he yeah. wouldn't, he wouldn't drink black milkshake though. Couldn't get him to drink any beer at all. Um, yeah. You know, I was on um, strawberry daiquiris the whole time. You are. No, I, seriously, seriously. I think yeah. that I think that's what keeps his schoolgirl frigger, To be honest. <laughs> you know, yeah, well. live and let live. <laughs> Shawshank Redemption, pivotal ninety prison flick, mm-hmm. the bloke played by Morgan Freeman, mm-hmm. is supposed to be a red-haired Irishman. Well, his name was Red in the film. Uh, you're talking about in the book, are you? Ah, uh, now you had to bring the old book up, didn't you, Sam? Well, it would, ha- <laughs> it would, it would have yeah. to be, because we, can't, we can't say that, that he was good. supposed to be re- a red-haired Irishman if he was in the film, because it's not a very good disguise, to be honest. I'm trying to think what his last name was in the film, because Red, red was a nickname, I think, wasn't it? In the book, I have not read it. I've read The Green Mile a few times, but it, that's a different book, so that doesn't mean anything. I'm going to go for true, why not? Yeah. It's as true as the day that's in it. Oh, Freeman, yeah, Freeman plays Red, the wizened convict who befriends Andy Defort and gives him uh, Andy, Andy Dufresne. Andy Dufresne, Dufresne. Oh, good man. You're I getting like confused you. with Victor Defort. Oh, yeah, indeed. How you doing <laughs> out there? <laughs> An avid listener. <laughs> anyway. Andy, good old Andy, was giving him guidance. This casting went slightly against how the character was written in the novel, Jimmy, in Stephen King's book. And there's a joke, actually, in the film, Jimmy, where Andy asks Red why he's called Red. Maybe it's because I'm Irish. That was actually said in the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess that just seemed like a joke then in the film. It's probably yeah. probably yeah. fairly real. Wasn't yeah, it? but you were, you were right about the book. Mm. The book. Totally different, yeah. The interesting fact, Jimmy, is Freeman had never narrated uh, a film prior to Shawshank Redemption. Right. 
And also, Tom Cruise, it, it, he did a table reach for the part, the Andy part. But did he? Turned, and he turned it down. Thanks, sweet Mary, mother of God. I'm deliriously happy, Jimmy, to hear that. Yeah. Good skills. Uh, Tim abso- Robbins. Absolutely. Because, uh, you know, the thing is, I don't mind Morgan Freeman playing a white Irish man with red hair. <laughs> but I couldn't, I couldn't bear that film if uh, Andy Dufresne had been played by an angry little man who's... I can't remember which side of his nose job he would have been on, but, uh, you know, the little aggressive fellow who won't let people look at me. Oh, the little gobshite. Uh, anyway, let's, let's not be too rude about him because uh, we've got <laughs> him as a guest a little bit later and we'll see. I'm sure he's a lot nicer than we think that he is. <laughs> yeah, the small little fella. Exactly. <laughs> most rented movie of 95, Jimmy, and it ranks up there in cinema as one of the best and most exciting edge-of-the-seat endings. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely Mm-hmm. It's one, one of my all-time favourites, that one, I have to say. Good man, Jimmy. I've watched it a few times, actually, yourself. Mm-hmm. I've seen it tons of times. Probably there are only about four or five films that I've seen more often than that, I would say. Yeah, mm. it's superb. You never get sick of it, do you? Absolutely if, good. If it's on the TV, you don't switch over. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's tip-top. Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, breaking all sorts of box office records at the moment. Jimster for question number two. Barbie, a fashion doll, was created by businesswoman Ruth Handler. The doll was named after Handler's freshest and most loved pet poodle. Jimster. Hold on, let me get this straight. So she was the handler of a dog. <laughs> Would you bite me? <laughs> <laughs> Ruth Handler. <laughs> all right, sorry. Um, yeah. And it was a poodle called Barbie. Oh, Jesus Christ, I'm going to have to go all over this again. Yeah, so, sorry about that. I was. I, I just received an urgent text message at that moment. I got somewhat distracted. <laughs> you did. And do you think I have a lot of time on my hands? <laughs> Barbie the fashion doll was created by businesswoman Ruth Handler, Jimmy. The mm-hmm. doll was named after Handler's precious and most loved pet, Poodle. True or false? Well, okay, first of all, that is what I asked you. Was that what you'd said? So, yes, thank you. I had understood it. Um, I have absolutely no idea. I'm just trying to think why uh, anyone would call a, do- a, a dog Barbie, of well, all things. I mean, presumably it's short for Barbara. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't, you don't be Googling. Yeah, you keep uh, your eye on me. We're back I, in the pub, pub. I know. Uh, Barbara the Poodle. Um, If I had a poodle, I would definitely call it Barbara. But Barbie, uh, this is a pure guess, so mm, not really sure about this one. So I'm going to say true. False. No. Great. Ah, you're not you're not fantastic or you're not plastic, Jimmy. But anyway, listen to me. (laughs) After her daughter, she called it. And our daughter's name is Barbara. Barbie is 64 years old this year, Jimmy. Launched into American toy market in 1959, sporting, well, I like this now, sporting a black and white striped swimsuit, pouty red lips, sassy blonde ponytail, full name, Barbara Millicent Roberts, was the first mass-produced toy doll with adult features. Oh, I see. <laughs> I didn't know. So what, what does um, a plastic doll with uh, adult features mean? I, I think I, I've seen one of those dolls once. God. Um, you're thinking of the other blow-up dolls. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm going to skip that because this is a family show. Ken is two years younger than Barbie. Kenneth Sean Carson, Jimmy, 
actually named after a real person, fact. His okay. name ties back to the son of Ruth Handler, creator of Barbie and co-founder of Mattel. Hinnett went on later to say he was nothing like his namesake, Troy. Okay, good. I should hope not. <laughs> I always thought that Ken was a bit of a fanny, to be honest. But um... and you were thinking of the other doll, you bollocks. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy. Now, I got to get this right. Oppenheimer. You don't pronounce the H, you don't, Jimmy? Oppenheimer, you do. You, you do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oppenheimer and Barbie was released on the same day a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Which, which, Jimmy, were you planning to watch? Now, wait a minute. Real men watch Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. But you are partial to a bit of pink, as I overheard down in the local <laughs> YouTube game. Jimmy, it's a pink sauce movie Nancy Boy features. And rumor has it, most men, like your good self, has a pink phobia from birth. Mm. Barbie's farts are also pink. Jimmy, <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy which one would you go to? Uh, neither of them. <laughs> Neither of them. I don't watch new films. I always, I to me, a new film is something five or six years old. If I hear that it's any good, fine. But I'm not going to take a risk of sitting in a cinema for two hours. I fucking hate it. <laughs> imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, imagination. Life is your creation. Mm-hmm. Come on, Barbie. Let's, let's go, go party. party. Life is plastic. It's fantastic. All our listeners just sang that right now, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy, you're going to love this. Bar all the joking aside, taking the piss. The movie has surpassed the one billion mark. Not Oppenheimer. Barbie. Making history at the uh, box office, Jimmy. One billion, Jimmy. I was just Googling about Barbie. Well, I wasn't, actually. I was looking at the news. But apparently they banned it in Kuwait. So Kuwait, fuck off. So sensible policies, eh? I've always been a deep admirer of uh, Kuwaiti values, I have to say. <laughs> I don't know what they'll what do with, the... with Oppenheimer. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I don't even know what it's about. Oppenheimer, what is it? But, uh, I thought you were going to say, I didn't know what Barbie <laughs> <laughs> It's about that famous, also that famous meeting with Albert Einstein and himself about the, uh, that, big, that big bomba. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I mean, they said the cast. I mean, uh, who's Kill- in there? Killian Murphy's in it, is he not? But Killian Murphy is there. They said he's actually smacked it. And um, the guy that was an Iron Man, the recovered alco- alcoholic. No idea. I don't know what Iron Man is. Iron Man was a Marvel guy. Um, oh, you'll know the guy. He was recovered. Dwayne the Rock was- Johnson. No, 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 no. Eric Bristow. No. And yeah. Jimmy White? No, Jimmy White either. Talk, you're thinking about snooker, lad. All right. See, you're, you're back into the pink again. <laughs> <laughs> Told you, boy, you, you and your pink pal. So is, that, is that the last question, then? <laughs> One out of two, Jimmy. One out of two. Yeah, that's fairly normal, isn't it, really? But... It is. It is now. And now for something completely different. As some of you may know, the Mission Improbable film franchise is shooting its next blockbuster here in Istanbul. So the city's buzzing with people from Tinseltown and probably the biggest movie star in the world, Tom 
Bruce is here to promote it. Logan Bogan, our new showbiz correspondent and host of Good Morning Australia, met him last week in his suite at the James Joyce Irish Hotel Istanbul, and Hackett Technologies have once again given us the interview. Tom Bruce, it's bonza to have you on the show, mate. Welcome to Turkey from all the people of Istanbul and a big shout out from 6 million Australian Sheilas who care about all this stuff. Thanks, Logan, for having me on the show. Watch, learn, and be prepared to be amazed. Now, Tom, let's just imagine an alien had landed and never heard of Tom Bruce. How would you introduce yourself? I don't like aliens, not at all. Apologies for that, Mr. Bruce. Forget the alien thing. Let's say that someone had been cryogenically frozen. But not by aliens, right? Not like Han Solo in Star Wars was by Boba Fett? Mate, sum yourself up in three words for Pete's sake. Green legend, psychiatologist, and love god. Well, Turkey's going through a hard time at the moment and is massively in need of a boost. What will this film do for the country while you're here? Well, first of all, Lonigan. Why do I, Tom? It's Logan, not Lonigan. Whatever. Well, first of all, Lonigan, I'm just a regular tourist, and I want to see things. The only difference is that I am one of the most famous and powerful men on the planet. So when I speak, people tend to listen, and that's how I can inject kindness and compassion into this economy. The Grand Bazaar is not open on a Sunday. We make it open, and that flying carpet salesman or Mustafa the shoeshine boy makes some dough and gets to meet me. If Tom Bruce needs it, it happens. There will be no compromise. Now, you've been heavily involved in, in psychiatology for many years. Yes, I have. Psychiatology has been criticized in some quarters for controversial practices and pseudoscience, but you've been quoted as saying that it restores balance to the universe using nature's tools. Can you give us an example of how this all works? I'll give you an example. I remember this one time I was on a flight with Brutus Himmler in Colorado, who along with Old Mother and Don Hubbard founded psychiatology in the 1960s. Dr. Himmler and I have been friends for many years, and as well as both being psychiatologists, we share a deep mistrust of conventional psychiatry and prefer to use nature to address someone's lack of well-being or inadequacies. So we were co-piloting a three-seater, and there was this woman in back who had postpartum depression, ADHD, or some other in vogue disease for the spineless and resilience-free masses. Brutus and I indulged her in conversation for a while, but then she started to whine about her own selfish problems, and we realized that we were struggling to stay awake, at first because she was just boring us, but then we realized there was not enough oxygen in the cockpit to keep us awake. And as you know, sleeping when operating a light aircraft is not a good thing. So what did you do? Well, we cut her oxygen supply off so that there was more oxygen for us. It worked because we were alert enough to be able to land the plane safely. And we didn't have to listen to her until she woke up on the airfield, largely unscathed. Stone the crows! Was that not a bit dangerous, mate? Dangerous? No, not at all. I see it as a kindness. Far worse would have happened to her if we'd crashed, or if she didn't stop her tirade of disgusting self-pity. After that, Brutus and I called her a cab and went to a psychiatology function where, after a champagne and steak dinner, we tested out some new rectal polygraph technology on some Colombian street children. You mean sticking lie detectors up their asses? That's a bit extreme. Okay, okay, take it easy. Hey, I'm the one that's redistributing the wealth and combating poverty here. These kids, show me a homeless kid and I'll show you a loser. They'll do anything for a happy meal at McDonald's and that's what we do. We give them nutrition, calories and hope. You look at all these doctors and security guards all around us now in this hotel. Where would they be without me and Dr. Himmler? Nowhere absolute losers. We are creating thousands of jobs for these motherfuckers, and I refuse to apologize for my philanthropy and general kindness. All right. 
I, I think we better move on. Let's move on from the psychology and get back to the action movie. Now, why Turkey? You can be sure as shit it wasn't just to make another poor action movie. I'm on the market for love, and there are some beautiful women in this country. It's a hierarchical society, so when we combine those two facts, and basically the chicks all look like Penelope Cruz while simultaneously they know their place, most of them are illiterate peasants. It's more simple here. They want a stallion of a husband and a Gucci purse, and I can make that happen. Easy, Tiger. You can't speak about chicks or other minorities that way these days. They people too, and most of them should even have the right to vote. Look, I don't mind your ignorance, Logan. But you crossed a line here. You gotta put your manners back in. Mate, this is going too far now. Look me in the eye and say that. Nobody makes eye contact with me, either at work or when I have sex with you, and that includes doing some crappy interview with some tinpot Australian marsupial fucker like you. I didn't come here to be insulted, and I shouldn't have to put up with it. I came here to help the people of Turkmenistan. Okay, Turkey, whatever, I'm out. Tom, you forgot this. An obnoxious gobshite. Yeah, he was really, wasn't he? Little gobshite, Jimmy. I felt felt quite sorry for Logan, actually. I mean, you know, Logan's your old-fashioned kind of... You know, nice guy, sexist, isn't he? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to kill anyone or poison them or anything. Anyway, I'm glad. I'm glad Logan gave him a bit of uh, of what he deserved. I would say. Anyway, uh, uh, someone would need to turn off his oxygen. Did yeah. I really say that? <laughs> <laughs> Careful now. Careful now. Oh <laughs> uh, well. Now, as we as we know, Hansi uh, stood in for you last week, Ray, and um, amazingly, we've not had any complaints at all. And in fact, when I got distracted before, that was actually somebody texting me uh, saying how much they'd enjoyed Hansi's performance last week. So uh, that's pretty good. Despite- what, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> listen, listen carefully. I was Ray Mark last week, episode 32, in a room. In a room full of Yorma Kirkos, listening to Black Milkshake podcast, <laughs> Jamie T. Murphy, one of our pivotal voiceovers, will relate to that. I'll repeat, I was Ray Mack last week, episode 32. What on earth are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what are you on about? Jamie, you'll understand that. Okay. All right, fine. Um, yeah. look, at the, look at the group page. Uh, no, because it, it deletes after a day. Oh, all the messages delete but no seriously i just got a message there um saying how, how good it was so i'm pleased about that despite some of hansi's uh, fruity chat at times so obviously uh none of the ladies were offended hansi knows his place of course mm-hmm. and he's back on the bench but we're giving him a run in the last 10 minutes with his monthly horoscopes jim sir Hi there, all you August babies. Did you know that the massive 12% of the world's population was born in August? If it's your birthday this month, that means you are the star sign Leo and Vertigo, and you're in good company. You share your birthday with many top stars, BBC TV presenter Hugh Edwards, sexy X-rated star Gillian Anderson, Jerry Armstrong, the first man on the moon, and former Italian dictator Benito Mussolini. Happy birthday, guys. August is an unusual month because it starts on the 1st of the month and ends on the 30th, just like April and February. 
Leo Vertigo is a charming, witty, protective and fun, and a rule by the sun, and by that I don't mean the newspaper that used to have naked ladies in it, but the big yellow burny thing that goes around the earth. Flat earth idiots will not be tolerated on this show, my friends, but then again, these fools wouldn't listen to astronomy anyway, if they really believed the earth was flat, would they? The planets are moving around like horses moving into the starting gates of new market, and Leos and Vertigos can all get personal predilections for Durbanville races by calling 0898 1911 and clearly stating the word race fixing. Calls charged at just 17 pence per second. Terms and preconditions apply. If you're going to be celebrating by having a party to invite some of your friends and wives around, it's barbecue season of course, so you might want to try some outdoor cooking and my cousin Petri can source all the fresh meat you need. Again, you call 0898 1911 and say the word spit roast. So yeah, the month starts fiery with the sun doing its Leo thing and Venus the lovey-dovey planet going at it hammer and tongs. So basically, it's a sex month. But be warned, Mars is just around the corner with its aggression, anger and passion. It's like dating a divorcee, you know? They blow hot and cold at the same time. Now, not to freak you out, but August is not one but two full moons, which reminds me of one of those nice bubble butt ladies that everyone's mum is friends with. First there's a full moon in Aquarius on the 1st, and then we wrap up the month with a full blue moon in Pisces on the 30th. It's like a roller coaster of emotion, just like when you're smoking dagger while watching one of those totally neat adult art movies that railings me sometimes, but also worrying if your horse will win the 3 o'clock at Chepster at the same time. The only downside for your birthday horoscope is you've got a Mercury retrograde in Vertigo, creating confusion, conflict and mental health. Just like when you're 13 and you mean to type Pry, the South African word for barbecue, into Google and your mum found you looking at women's bras and called you a pervert. So my August friends, prepare for an action-packed month with twists and turns, bumps and grinds and 30 days of sheer happiness with a bit of mental health thrown in. Post of the week. Black Milkshake, best posts of the week. Leslie Devaney, ta very much, Lee, for this post of the week offering. I am absolutely loving this one, Jimster. Possibly the best Hi, Leslie. Oh, right, I'm excited. A man is sitting next to a woman who's trying to breastfeed her baby on a bus. The baby refuses to suck the breast, and the mother warns, If you don't suck it, I will give it to the man next to me. Do you hear me? The baby still refuses. After 20 minutes, the woman repeats the threat. If you don't suck it, I'm going to give it to the man next to me. The man clears his throat and says, Look at here, woman. You better make up your feckin' mind. I was supposed to get off this feckin' bus eight stops ago. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Thank you for that, Leslie. Okay, that's all, folks. Uh, Next week, Ray, we have got Lisa Morrow talking facial hair in Turkey. And we have a huge star who has insulted waitresses on both sides of the Atlantic. If you can work that out, deeply offensive to waitresses. That's all I'm saying. Say nothing until you hear more. (laughs) Absolutely. And all the usual shits and giggles. Thanks a lot, Shakers, for all your support. Send Yorma or me a message. Tell us what you're up to. And please send us your funny travel stories about being misunderstood abroad uh, when you've been trying to speak a foreign language. Yes, and please also follow Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast on Facebook. 
and share the link that you're listening on right now. As soon as you finish doing this, please, we keep saying it. Uh, it is, that way, more people can hear us. So, special thanks to uh, Tom Bruce, Morgan Freeman, James Joyce, Irish Pop in Istanbul, our local juicer, Grow Radio UK, Eamon and McAndrew. See you all next week, Shakers. Good skills. Good skills. Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast was presented by Ray Mack and Yormer Kierko and was produced by James Kirk. No animals or copyright were violated during the making of this podcast. Black Milkshake 2023.